Hello, and welcome back. We're going to start the show today with store-bought pumpkin pie and how you can zhuzh it up. We're also going to be talking about your personality traits. Do you think that you inherit them? Is it genetic or is it an environmental thing? Mark missed his high school reunion, but it's triggered a memory from way back when. And we're going to talk about creepy stuff in jails and prisons. And welcome back to Snack a Little, Talk a Little. I'm Mark. And I'm Jenna. Now, wait a minute. You said... You said my high school reunion, then you said way back when... What? I know, you're only 27. It was, it was only my 10-year reunion. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to start with food. All She's right. my oh pumpkin my pie. <laughs> so a friend of the show wow. yeah. sent me a message and said, y'all got to try this. Oh and my gosh. I thought it was a fantastic idea. And here we are moving into the fall season Let's start talking about oh pumpkin gosh. and pumpkin spice. So I took a store-bought pumpkin pie. You guys, I've taken a picture for you. I've taken a little tiny biscuit cutter. And I've <laughs> taken, I've cut out the pieces of the pumpkin pie and made little like hors d'oeuvre pie. This is unbelievable. You're, you know, uh, okay, I just have to give you some props. Okay. Because, you know, obviously I make fun of you okay, often on the show. Okay, let me sit back. But... Prop, prop away. <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, now that you want it and expect it like that, I'm not going well, to. Well, you shouldn't have set it up that way then. <laughs> okay, race, race, race. Let's start over. Mark, what did you want to say? <laughs> the presentation you do on our food merits you taking pictures and posting them to our Instagram, Twitter, and uh, uh, Facebook. That's knack a little. So, and we will. Uh you know, I bring my stuff in on my old Corel dishes or paper plates and stuff like that. And, you know, I guess that's my uh, uh, non-designer guy thing to do. And, and it's fine. But I tell you, the stuff that you do, this, when when Jana brought this stuff into the studio, yeah, it, it looked like it came from a high-end, uh, uh, well, look, the high-end cake fancy. store downtown. Right, we have. right. We have a very high-end cake store downtown. And this is, uh, I almost don't want to touch it. Because it looks so beautiful. You, well, you gotta you're awesome do it before the whipped cream starts to melt oh, off. Okay. And it is whipped cream. <laughs> uh, so I took store-bought pumpkin pie. I cut out little tiny oh circles of it from a tiny little biscuit cutter. <laughs> and what was left of it, mm. you take the leftovers and you mush it all back together. And I added some candy pecans and uh, then form it to make cake pops with the leftover pie. And then I dipped it. They were only doing it in dark chocolate. I dipped some of them in white chocolate and um, some of them in the dark. All right. So I just took a big bite, actually half of the dark chocolate cake pop. Oh, and pie, I pushed a little caramel drop in there too. The pie pop. Yep. Um, is there cinnamon? There is cinnamon. Yeah. Okay. I just want making sure. Okay. Okay. Yep. Wow. Yes. And like I said, I've I put. Um, you can see on the top of those that there's a little bit of graham cracker crumb for just zhuzh and drizzled everything with caramel because, you know, caramel. You have janitized this stuff. The graham crapper crumbs. The graham crapper crumbs. I'm not sure I want to eat anymore just now. Just for looks. But there are little bits of candy pecans throughout the pie. Okay. The white chocolate. Which I think is going to be better. It's so hard. It's yeah. It's spinning on the wheel while I'm trying to bite it. Well, Take the, just uh, put the whole go. thing in, Mark. Just take the whole thing. Take it all in. I think that the white would be better with the pumpkin bits. Mm. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Oh, just fell off the stick. Oh, that's why you have a fork. Fork it. 
I'll so, just stick my stick back in the hole and move it around. <laughs> I'm going to take a bite of this. <laughs> wow. Well, the white chocolate, I mean, to me, I don't even know what, won't you it? It does. The white chocolate is kind of like a, it's kind of like a hard cream frosting mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is very good, by the way. And I would think it would. Um, wow. You would taste the this spice. such a great meal. <laughs> more than you would with the chocolate because the chocolate would be overpowering. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're right on that. I'm going to go with that. And I'm, now I'm going to go for just the the pie alone. And it, it, it's just store-bought pie, other than having the caramel drizzle on it with the whipped cream and the little bit of of uh, candy pecan. There's, yep, I'm not reinventing the wheel. I'm just making it cute. You did. You it's did a, a cute little job. wheel. What a great way to make mm. the food go further. Mm. Let's say you could only afford two pumpkin pies for a party. Cut those babies out and just have little cute... What is that? Two inch little pilots. And see, ladies, two inches is cute. <laughs> it's good enough. <laughs> it's not wow. really about the size. It's about. I can't even say. I'm it's, not about, even, it's about the white <laughs> chocolate that's on the outside. <laughs> it's the flavor, but I don't. It's, it's even. It's just. I can't. Food. Food. Okay. The, the white. Wow. Chocolate, that's that's good. I like it with white chocolate on it. And it's interesting because when you're mixing the crust and everything together, I was like, I don't know, is this going to work? I can't wait to send a picture of the finished product to the friend who suggested oh doing this. Oh my gosh, this. this is great stuff. With a pumpkin pie. Oh I my. mean, obviously you could do this with a pumpkin pie if you want to make your own, but I loved that I could actually find a pumpkin pie. This Because we're not quite there yet. Not quite. We're close. Well, I got to say, it was like late June when all of a sudden pumpkin spice started showing up in stores. And I'm like, it's still summer. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So so I'm just curious. Wow. What do you think of the store-bought versus, you know, one that somebody has made? Uh, I don't know that I'm that much of a pumpkin pie I'm aficionado. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love, I love pumpkin it's pie. It's okay. Yeah. I love it. But to me, it, it all, you know, it's, it's about the pumpkin it's in the middle and it pie. all tastes the same. I think it's about the crust. I mean, I think everyone might be uses, the way you can differentiate. Everyone homemade. uses the same pumpkin pie source. There's just one giant machine in the middle of the country where it's like, this is your pumpkin yeah. pie stuff. Here's your can. So this couldn't be easier, you guys. Like I said, just you know, take out the Man. little bits of pie and just gently mm. push it back out of the little cutter. But all the all leftover right. bits, just mix it together. I did take a little bit of honey to help bring all of the bits together more because I had more crust uh, to the, the pie leftover ratio. So I wanted to make it a little wetter. So oh, This is great. And you have room temperature milk. To room go with temperature it, which is milk. Great. Yes. Mm. For the sweets, for the chocolate, just for the sweets in general. You know what would have been great would have drink cream instead of milk. Oh, my. It. That well, would that just make would it be so Very, rich. very decadent. <laughs> yeah, that would be oh so decadent. Oh, well, you have you have uh, well janitized things. Happy, merry, pre-holiday stuff because <laughs> we're getting so close. Wow! I can say that this is the first time that we're doing something pumpkin spiced, like our first season. Might have even our been our first, first show. show. Our very first yeah. show was pumpkin, pumpkin, spi- pumpkin spice so everything. This is a little kickback to that. All right, now, Mark. Yes. Do you think personality traits would be something that would be learned, environmental, or do you think that it's something you inherit? Because that's a tough one for me. 
I would think there are certainly things that we do. It's because it's what we I think it's observe. a combination. Okay. And by the way, I put the plate to the side because I was like, okay, we're go- moving to another segment. I'm bringing the plate back because yeah. like, this is too good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just put it aside and eat it later. So I will be, once again, as as I normally do, eating throughout the entire podcast. And that's okay. This is, uh, and it's not too, the food isn't too noisy. So that's good. You no. can just sort of but, <laughs> glop along through the stuff. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's a combination because yeah. it really does seem, uh, and like you said, I don't know this from personal experience because I've never had twins that were separated at birth and okay. in different households and right. different similar, thing, similar right. things. However, there was a documentary that I saw within the last year, and I'm trying to think of if I featured it on the show or not. But it was a documentary about people that were uh, twins that were separated. And they ended up going to the same college. Mm-hmm. And this one guy shows up at the college and they say, hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. Everyone say, he's like, I, I'm not Bill. Why does everyone oh, call me Bill? Okay. And they introduced him and they traced it back. And I forget the details. It was it was fascinating at the time. But, you know, I forget stuff because, you yeah. know, I'm 26. Uh, <laughs> but Memory starts to go real soon. They They... Uh, they saw each other and they, they were blown away and they found out it was some kind of, I don't want to say government experiment, but it was government intervention mm-hmm. or something that split them up as twins. I don't know if they were given up for adoption or their mom died or I don't remember exactly what the story was. It was fascinating and I wish I could recall the name of it to recommend it for everyone to see. And that's why you need to check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. A snack a little. Because sometimes I will actually remember to post a link to the things that I talk about. Right. But anyways, they found that they had similarities in their personalities Okay. Even though they literally were separated at birth and didn't yeah. run into each other until they were, what, 19 or 20. Well, there's a good example of some people that I know. Um, there is a woman who put up her child for adoption. And I, I know the child and she was the child was not raised by the person who put her up for adoption. And it's uncanny how many personality traits are like each other right and um it's uncanny and so i wouldn't think that the way okay having allergies and you know different medical conditions um maybe uh, perhaps mental issues like being bipolar i think that can be passed down but i wouldn't think that the way you react to um you know the way you react to waiting for a train too long or anything like that, I wouldn't think that that would be, I would think that that would be learned. Right, right. And, but I'm with you. It does appear that there is there are some things that... And, and considering that, you know, I, I go back to this a lot when we talk about this, we are animals. Mm-hmm. We are animals. We are, hum, we are human, but we are still an animal. And in the animal kingdom, look at all the things that are inherent in animals when they're born. You know, the right. instinct, right. the instinctual right. things that are there, yes. that it's just, it, it, I, if, if instincts and abilities like that, that help people survive can be, I don't want to say inbred, that's the wrong word, yeah. but can be instinctually in you, why not personality in that sense? Right. Why can't you have the same similar personality to 
who you're related to, whether mm-hmm. you've ever met them or not? Well, psychologists often talk about personality traits. And the question is asked, what exactly is a trait? How do mental health professionals define the term? It is our personalities that help us make us unique individuals, but not everyone agrees on exactly how many different traits exist. Some break personality down into very narrow and specific traits, while others prefer to look at traits much more broadly, which would be very confusing because if you think that they're the experts on our brains and they can't even agree on that. (laughs) And I see where they're going. I think I know where they're going with this, because if you think about it, if you do narrow it down, well, there's only five personalities trait, you know, five personalities, let's say. Uh, therefore, there's a one in five chance that any two people are going to have similar personalities. Yes. So what are our personality traits? Traits are typically defined as the different characteristics that make up an individual's personality. Trait theory suggests that our personalities are made up of a number of different broad traits. For example, extroversion, also extroversion, also known as extraversion, is a personality dimension that describes how people interact with the world. Some people are very extroverted, or again, it says extraverted, and outgoing, while others are more introverted and reserved. Until fairly recently, it was believed that personality traits changed very little over the course of a lifetime. Now, this is interesting, because... You, I would think, having never really given this a whole lot of thought before, uh, you know, you, you, the, whatever your personality traits are the same, and maybe you just learn to perfect the way you present yourself, but you're still the same on the inside. But I don't know, because I know uh, people, well, for instance, I mean, there's there's a generic trope in our society that there are people who are late bloomers, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily means physically yeah, but it means you know you know that they're that they uh, maybe are introverts that become extroverts. Right. Maybe that's a that would be to me a change in personality. There, I know a friend of mine who was I would almost say introverted in high school. I don't remember if uh, this person was moved around a lot or not, but I remember them telling me a story that, and, and I swear this is the Ferris Bueller's Day Off type of thing. They saw that movie, you know, mm-hmm. and obviously that was an exaggeration of a personality with Ferris Bueller and how everyone reacted to him was the exaggeration. Mm-hmm. But he kind of took that to heart. And when he moved to the next school, he was yeah. like, you know what? I am going to be like that guy. I'm going to be friendly. I'm going to do it. He changed his personality. He actually uh, ran for student government and became like one of the popular guys but I in don't, school. I don't know. And I don't know. I'm saying I don't know because I don't. <laughs> I don't know if you change or if you learn how to play the game. If you learn how to navigate, you might mm. feel the same way on the inside. And you may need, like me, moments to decompress from all of that. But maybe you just learn how to play the game. That's but a valid point. That's a valid point. Uh, so uh, newer longitudinal studies have revealed that traits are a bit more nuanced than previously believed and that some personality changes can and do over time. So types of traits. What would you say if someone asked you to list the personality traits that best described you? You might rattle off a variety of traits such as kind, aggressive, polite, shy, outgoing, or ambitious. I think we did this on an on episode. Did. Yeah. If you were made to make a list of every personality trait, it would probably include hundreds or even thousands of different terms used to describe different aspects of personality. 
I mean, I don't think I'd have hundreds or thousands if well, I was talking about myself. You know, when but... we had talked about this on the show before, I was having problems finding all the words because yep. I'm thinking, well, yep. I, I see myself as a lot of different things, and I right. and and I know how people perceive me uh, differently as I illustrated in that show. Well, according to experts, it's interesting that you said the word five. There are five traits that make up the personality. Right. And they are agreeableness. Now, there's Mm. a subcategory. That's the header. Right. In there would be included trust, altruism, kindness, affection, and other pro-social behaviors. Conscientiousness, high levels of thoughtfulness, good impulse control, and goal-oriented behaviors. Extroversion, sociability, talkativeness, assertiveness, and excitability. Neuroticism, sadness, moodiness, emotional instability, worriness, and worries, sorry, worriness, <laughs> about many different things. And openness, creative, open to trying new things, happy to think about abstract concepts. See, now with those five things, it, that's, I, well, I think we're a mix of all those. And at different times. And it could be different times of the day. Yes. And everybody but, has a different cup or teaspoon full or whatever. It's, right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's right, it. Thanks. All right. Thanks Thank for calling you. in. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the characteristics that you might use to describe your own personality fall under one of these broad headings. One of them. I don't. I, I agree. It wouldn't be just one. Yeah. I cannot. But I, it would I, be. I would have to like parse it out. You know, I was listening I'm a to that. This, I'm and, a, yeah. yeah, and I was thinking, no, no, I cannot. I would not be able to tell anyone that I am any one of those five. I was going to say solely. I don't think they mean. Well, no, I guess they do kind of mean. So you're one of those five. I, I don't. I just. Dis, I disagree. Okay. I and I agree with your disagreement. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with your agreement. With my disagreement. <laughs> so now to the meat of the subject. They're trying to decide whether or not your DNA influences your personality. They've spent, researchers, is, is the they, they've spent decades studying family, twins, adopted children, and foster families to better understand how much of personality is genetic and how much of it is environmental. One study was following some identical twins uh, and fraternal twins, and they were raised either together or apart. Results revealed the personalities of identical twins were similar, whether they were raised in the same household or apart, suggesting that some aspects of personality are influenced by genetics. And you went there already, so good on you. This certainly does not mean that the environment does not play a role in shaping personality. Twin studies suggest that identical twins share approximately 50% of the same traits, while fraternal twins share only about 20%. Personality traits are complex, and research su- research suggests that our trace traits are shaped by that, both. That's easy for you to say. Uh, yeah, not at all. <laughs> shaped by inheritance and environmental factors, these two forces interact in a wide variety of ways to form our individual personalities. I am. I'm agreeing with them. And I wonder how much time and money was spent on this when this is one of those things we've talked about this sort of thing before, because, you know, again, a lot of time and money goes into this. And I don't know, as you experience life, don't you just kind of figure that out anyway? Yeah. I, can I get on this research team to make a lot of money <laughs> with obvious things that... that? <laughs> 
So it says here, when it comes to some of the broad dominant traits, change tends to be difficult. When it does occur, these changes tend to be subtle. A very extroverted person, for example, might become somewhat more reserved over time. Again, I think that's learned. I think you learn to read the room, which we also talked about. Right. Um, that doesn't mean that they will transform into an introvert. It simply means that a subtle shift has occurred and the person's extroversion has been slightly modified. This individual is still outgoing and gregarious, but they might find that they also enjoy solitude or more quiet settings on occasion. An introvert, on the other hand, may find themselves becoming somewhat more extroverted as they grow older. Right. And that doesn't mean that the individual suddenly develops a desire to be center of attention or to spend every Friday night at a large party. However, this person may find that they begin to enjoy social events a bit more and feel less exhausted and drained after it's, they spend time socializing. Well, and, and that goes back to, again, and, and, I, and I don't mind that we talk about subjects we've had on the show before at, at a, from a different angle, which is kind of what this is. But uh, look, at, look at old people. There's a, and again, I, I always go back to the, the cultural tropes that we have, certainly here in the United States, that old people don't care anymore and they'll just say anything out loud. I mean, I yeah, remember, right. I remember someone, I won't mention any names, but I remember an old guy that, that said to one relative that he, I don't know, he must not have seen him in a long time, but the relative had gained, I don't know if he gained weight or was, he was just a big guy in general, but he said, Oh, you're a big guy now. And I remember right then the guy said, "What? What did he just say or something?" And it was just you don't like, stand in here, right? <laughs> right? And it was just like, "Oh my gosh, I can't wait till I can get away with not having a filter." So I think there's—I don't know if that's a personality change or not. Well, it says here as people age, they begin to feel stronger loyalty to the identity they've forged over the course of their life. With maturity, or they call it the maturity principle, people tend to become more agreeable. I don't know if that's agreeable, but <laughs> emotionally so. stable and socially dominant, perhaps that's where it fits in as they grow older. I, I do think that as we get older, we become more ourselves. Hopefully. I think it maybe it was all, always there. And, and what does change? I think it is... It, 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 it is Okay, I think you're born with the personality that you have, and you modify it based on uh, what's around you, learned behavior, because what's acceptable, what isn't, or not caring if it's acceptable, yada, yada. Right. I, we, we are in agreement on a lot of these things, because I, I think the same thing. I, I think that uh, uh, hopefully, and, th and this truly is my, my hope for humanity, if I'm going to get real right now, is that people do learn to become the person they want to be yeah. the person they really are mm -hmm. because I can't imagine the struggle of not being the person that you really are. There are exceptions though. Like for example, your job. There, oh, there are well, times that that's you why would, I say that yeah. as a freelancer, I don't have that burden. I mean, nowadays mm -hmm. with this woke culture and everything and yeah. that everything's so politicized that you're not allowed to express yourself. Mm-hmm. I am glad that I am not in an environment like that because I don't think that I would be able to shut my mouth. And I mean, your, I could, your pie hole. I could <laughs> huh? I'm pointing at the pie, folks. Now I got to get some more pie. I have a bite of pie mm -hmm. on that. <laughs> but I, I can't imagine. And I think of this often. I really do because mm -hmm. you know the people like you that work hard for a living. <laughs> yeah. That in an environment where you need to. Right. You can't express your, you can't be yourself. Let's put it that way. Right. Well, I mean, oh, 
yes, but but yes, I can. But yes, I get what you're saying. Because it's my, myself, fortunately, I the way I am around people, it's not a challenge to just be nice. Right. <laughs> So and and you and you and your job you're not you're not like in an office environment interacting with people yeah most all of the, the time, time I'm not I go in there into the office very rarely because I think back when I when I had a real job I worked at the cable company as a pr- uh, producer director of commercials and stuff like that uh, I interacted with a, a handful of people every day in my office and mm-hmm. then regular people and all that. And I think back and I think, you know what? I think I was pretty much myself. I think everyone in that office had a good idea of who I really was. Yeah. Because once I, once I got the job, because I knew I had the skills for it, mm-hmm. once I got the job, I think I felt more comfortable being myself. In fact, I got to say, there was a uh, actually my, my, one of my best friends that I met there, and we're still friends to this day. Uh, I learned some behavior from him. He was very creative. And kind of decorated the office a little bit more wild than I would think at that time that you could. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I like his style. I like that he does that. He's He taught me it's okay, well, although this was all, <laughs> I guess, questionable at the time maybe from the uh, higher ups. But he taught me it was okay to express yourself through your artwork or the thing, the wacky things you want to decorate your office with, right? Because he had some, you know, wacky things. In fact, I actually got in trouble for one of mine. Oh, uh, uh, mm. but that's that's. <laughs> you know, I'll tell the story real quick. On my desk, so I was into skiing at the time, and on my desk, one of the gals, gals from across the way, was a supervisor for the uh, telemarketers or something like that, or customer service rep. Anyway, she had got me a Barbie doll on skis. But she was in a Barbie outfit, okay, you know, it right, was right. showing some skin and all that. But, and it, it was a knockoff, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh, it wouldn't stand up on its own with the skis. So I had to lean her over on the little TV I had on my desk because uh-huh. I monitored commercials. So I had a TV. So I had a Barbie doll bending over on my desk. Oh. I actually got written up for that. Oh. That was one of the, uh, this gets into, I'm getting away from our subject matter, but. But well, I mean, it was it was a it was a clever design thing on my desk. Funny thing, gift yeah. from a female. I was actually written up for sexual harassment for having oh, that. Oh gosh! But but mm. I was I I feel that in that office I was myself enough. That was I wouldn't say it was a big awakening or anything, but I did come from actually before that job. Uh, aside from working on freelance Hollywood stuff, I was I was still working at McDonald's mm-hmm. as a manager, store manager, and there you did I did have to not be myself. Right. Sure. I was I was only a few years older than the kids I was working with at the time. Yeah. And you know they were joking and goofing off, and I could not be myself because yeah. I had to be the manager. Right. I had to do my job, which yeah. on the other hand is part of being myself because I you know when I when given control. I am responsible with yeah, it. Right. So, uh, I don't know. It's hard it's hard we, to say. We learn to play the game. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. Okay. So, Mark. Well, well that's solved. <laughs> I know. We've solved another problem in the world. <laughs> Job done. So, the, I had a story to share. So, this year was my 40th high school reunion, which is amazing considering I'm You're only 27. 25. You're five. Five, seven. <laughs> I've changed it three times so far. Yes. Uh, but uh, this is from the high school that I went up went to up in Oregon. Okay. And I only went there for two years. Uh, it, this kind of, uh, 
I, I felt like an outsider up there. Mm-hmm. I was from Southern California, uh, moved to a small town that only had one high school. Mm-hmm. Great people. I've made some great friends. I, I had some great friends when I was there. Eventually, I got friends. It was terrible to show up with no friends. I think I've mentioned that on the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was a reunion. And I was like, nah, I don't think I can make it up this year. But they're they're getting together at a you know downtown thing and all that. And what was interesting is that the people that weren't there, they said, hey, post your pictures. You know, this is on our face. There's a Facebook page for our, our class, the class of 82, um, when I was, you know, negative 30-something. Um, <laughs> but uh, and people said, uh, hey, post your picture from the yearbook and a, and a current picture, uh-huh. you know, for those who can't make it. But then everyone started doing it. It was great. I posted my picture, which I think I'll put for the show. Okay. Uh Two sorts. So I worked. I was a high school photographer. Mm-hmm. I was a photographer for the high school newspaper back when we had those. Mm-hmm. I was a photographer for the yearbook as well. And I submitted my picture. Everyone else, and I don't know if you did this in high school. Did you have senior pictures taken? We did. Yeah. See, I, I don't know why my parents weren't interested in. Now, <laughs> I didn't get senior pictures taken. I'm thinking about it. I think, well, I remember my sister, I think, went to Sears or whatever to get hers done, mm-hmm. or J.C. Penney, I think, at the yeah. time. Uh, School offered them. I didn't do that. And I'm like, well, I got I to gotta oh. call my mom and ask why not. But anyway, I had my buddy take pictures of me. Okay. He was a photographer for the school newspaper. Uh-huh. Uh, Brian Hevener. He's, we're still friends to this day. And anyway, so I submitted my picture. Now, mind you, everyone else is in their formals and all this other stuff. Yeah. My picture, I'm in my T-shirt. I have a lover boy T-shirt, okay. you know. Yeah. And, you know, I'm looking like a, a rock dude. I don't know right. if, you're, if you've seen the black and white picture recently. I know you've seen it, but you may not recall it. Anyway, yeah. it was, uh, they didn't use it. Oh. They ended up, instead of, now, mind you, I am on the yearbook staff. Right. Instead of the yearbook teacher... Who was a very cute lady, by the way, hot chick. Uh, instead of her saying, "Oh, we we can't accept this," because I knew they wouldn't, because my picture looks like rock and roll. Against, and they're not going to put it in there with all the other people. Which is so lame, I, but okay. This is my rebellion of, you know what? Mm-hmm. Let's see if this small town people will print this. Yeah. <laughs> I knew they wouldn't, because she was always up for getting the yearbook that's going to win an award, because that was a big thing. Instead of you know that's something that was actually representative of the people. Right. Right. But uh, and I thought it would be funny to see everyone in their formals and me in my t- rock and roll T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, how lame! But it didn't go over that. They but the the thing is, is they used my school ID picture that was taken when you did school mm-hmm, photos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was just like, what? That's more lame amongst all the others than the rock and roll rebel picture. I wonder if just about anything goes now. Just thinking about that, I mean, I don't think if if you're oh, wearing, yeah. you know. <sighs> what Coldplay t-shirt or whatever I mean where where was, you're gonna wear I was just so disappointed that that not only did they not print the picture I gave them, but I was on yearbook staff right I was in the room every day you were in why not just tell I'm me in. no but but I mean no well that I you know I, I figured they were so traditional because it was a very traditional you know time yeah that they wouldn't do it anyway but I was just but I, I you know I guess I was looking for the reprimand you know, mm-hmm. and the option to submit a different picture, but I never got that. And man, that frustrates me because now, you know, in all our yearbooks are all printed. It's me with the goofy. <laughs> that, that is pretty lame. That bothers me for, for now, for then, for any time. I would think that, that, I mean, short of like, you know, somebody flashing their boobs at their wiener. I mean, 
wear what you're going to wear. I mean, it's up to the person. Funny you mention that. Because here's the second part of my story. There, I mean, there are a few <laughs> exceptions where I can see where a, a school would say, no, 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 no pot leaves. And no, right. there's nothing where you're flipping somebody off or a four-letter word. But, yeah. okay, go ahead. Well, it's funny you mentioned boo. Yep. So you would think, here you are, the yearbook teacher, okay? Yeah. Uh, and uh, female, female mm-hmm. yearbook teacher. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. She was good looking. She okay. was. She had uh, blue eyes, straight blondish brown hair. And uh, she was certainly was attractive. In fact, we all had a luncheon at her house or something like that. Her and her husband hosted the yearbook crew. You know, we were we were team building, yeah, if you will, in, until they didn't tell me that they weren't going to print my picture and then I could submit another one. No, yeah, uh, I'm not part of this team anymore. But you would think, and she was very responsible and everything. And, and she and I certainly had conflicts because there was also one of my friends, my beautiful friend Melissa, was a great photographer and still is fantastic photographer. In fact. The pictures that you take and post on your personal mm-hmm. Facebook, yep. it reminds me of the talent that my friend Melissa has. Oh, okay. And so okay. Uh, that, that's, a, that's another thing, another reason why I like you thank, so much. Thank you. It really is. Because <laughs> you remi- your photography skills remind me of oh, how wonderful Melissa's were. Very, very well, kind. Melissa was a class pet to the teacher. Okay. And so she would let Melissa shoot. And I know this is going to sound ridiculous to our younger listeners. <laughs> she used to let s- Melissa shoot color film. See, back then, it was all black and white for the, except the specialty pages in the yearbook would be color. She let Melissa do that. She wouldn't let me. Weird. Melissa, you get the color film. And she also, from my understanding, Melissa may correct me, I think she listens to our uh, podcast. I hope she does. Come on, Mel. Uh, But anyway, uh, I think she gave Melissa a subscription to Photography Magazine. And I think years wow. later when I talked to Melissa, she said, yeah, I got that subscription for a few years after high school. That's because she was trying pretty to, generous She was trying teacher. to help a, you know, a woman who had talent, clearly yeah. had talent, yeah. continue up, you know, and I, and I understand that. I get that. But the, when I learned of that, I thought, what the hell? She, not mm. only did she love Melissa, which I do too, but she had an ax to grind with me. However, one time she was showing pictures that she had taken, the teacher was. Uh-huh. And I think it was to Melissa and I, because we were the photographers, the main photographers. And you would think if you're going to show pictures to a student, Mm -hmm. you know, here's an example of stuff that I did. Here's Mm -hmm. kind of the stuff I'm looking for. Here's kind of the feel that you would actually go through the pictures before you show them. Oh. Because I'm trying to think. (laughs) And I, I, you know, I'll have to talk to Melissa to find out if she was actually there. Uh I don't think it was just the teacher and I. Okay. In the movie version, it's the teacher and I. And you're in her bedroom. No, this, oh, okay. is, this is in the classroom. I mean, there was plenty of private time in the classroom because everyone okay. was working at Which their both sitting on the desk. Big desk. She's sitting stuff. on the desk. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was in the dark corner. Okay. Actually, you know what? I'm changing it. It's in the dark room. She comes into the dark yes. room, which has a double door locking system because yeah. you don't want light to get in. Yeah, and her her blouse is usually buttoned up tight, but it was warm, <laughs> and so she had it unbuttoned just so that her left breast swell was exposed <laughs> just the left well funny you say that because i'm going through the pictures yes and the last picture on the stack was a naked boob Holy i'm pretty cow. sure this was her whoopsie <laughs> oh my gosh and she goes and she's going through the the, the stack she goes you know yeah. and then she goes oh oh well that's not supposed to be there <laughs> now in the movie version i'm a lot more confident than uh-huh. i was back then i say oh it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> But I was just like, I was a god. I was what? 
And now she did not have big boobs. I certainly know how much, you know, the size of them because, my gosh, I was a teenager. And I don't right. think I've lost that. I've sized up every boob if right. I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looked like it was, I, I, to this day, I could I could probably, if I had great artistic skills, I could draw you a picture of that boob. It's one of the few boobs right. I saw back then. Yeah. So, uh, naked boobs, I should say. But it was just like, I think back, like, was she trying wow. to send a message? Was that I a mean, signal? how does that happen? Because how do you not go, oh, I'm going to take these pictures to show yeah. the kids, yep. you know, what I want. So I'm going to make sure this, 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 and this. Not right. just, I'm going to grab a stack and yep. not go through. We'll just... And the, the, the very last one is going to be yep. my naked titty. Yep, yep. By the way, that's going to be my, my porn film I make. Called, it's called My Naked Titty. <laughs> or Titty Roulette. <laughs> Something like that. So that that was uh, I, I still I think back to that day and I think what what did happen? What was she? Was it truly a mistake? And it, it certainly could have been. But it's like, wait a minute, you're the teacher. Yeah. You're the responsible adult. Yep. You would have things in order. I'm going to show them these pictures. I'm going to pick out these pictures. And why would you even have that photo that a printout of that picture at school at all? You know, I mean, it's it's totally inappropriate to have a picture of a naked boob at a high school. Certainly back right, then it was. Right. And and uh, anyway, so what, what do you if think? She's, if she's still alive, I just wonder whether or not, um, because she didn't have ginormous boobs, her boobs may not be hanging down to her knees. <laughs> I saw, uh, I went to a, a weekend camp out to Forest Falls in sixth grade, and the... Um, Oh, sorry. The, the the woman that was in the room with us, uh, one of the teachers, she wasn't, she was, you know, I was going to say homeroom teacher, but she was, anyway, the teacher that was there in the room with the girls. She took off her bra and was putting on her pajamas right there in the middle of the room with all of us. <laughs> and I still, to this day, if you need to get dressed, you don't need to get dressed in front of me, girls, or go to the bathroom when I'm in the room or anything like that. Just wait and I'll leave the room. <laughs> She's just there undressing in front of all of us. And she had boobs hanging down to her kneecap, I swear. <laughs> and I remember just thinking, oh, that happens? Because that doesn't well, happen in my family. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny. When you first start saying about, oh, I wonder if that teacher is alive today. And, it, and I, yeah. thought, I thought you were going to say, and if we could get her on the program. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Let's see if she remembers that, that, that fateful day when she flashed her booby oh my gosh that would be hilarious <laughs> yeah boobs man <laughs> and mrs hayward with her boobs all the way down to her knees she i'm guaranteed she's not alive anymore so i don't think i'm hurting anybody's feelings <laughs> oh let's get that well, teacher on the show even in the background there we have the Ooh, yeah. that's the sound that tells us it's time once again for paranormal corner oh get ready for this all right so I've been wondering, how can you not have, and I'm hoping one of these days, because we've, I think we've talked briefly about the Norconian before on the show. And it's yes. a place here in the Inland Empire. It was a resort from the 1920s that yep. is out in the Inland Empire, and uh, it's, it's uh, gone, fallen into disrepair. And it's got a prison attached to it that's right. part of the, the grounds. And, Jan, and Jana has been trying to lay some groundwork to hopefully yep. get us into the Norconian yes. for a ghost thing or something. And, and we've discussed how can it not have some kind of energy. So I have wondered before. I mean, the prisoners are in there day and night and the guards. And right. come on, they must experience something. Right. So I looked it up. Okay. 
Most correction officers will tell you that they've seen it all. But what about the paranormal? Huh. Uh, so in the mid-2000s, there was a prison. They had a male suicide in a pod that had always been exclusively male inmates since the building was built. It was their facility's first suicide since its construction in the mid-90s. A couple of years later, females were moved into that pod. Hmm. This guard was passing meds one day and a female inmate was telling him how she had been hearing noises in the middle of the night in her cell. She went on to tell him that she would wake up and see a shadow walking through her cell and then through her wall into the cell next door. What she didn't know was the cell next door was the cell where the suicide occurred. Wow. Accord. The hangar. I came in on overtime on midnight shift at 3 a.m. and I wound up doing 15-minute medical cell checks. Three weeks earlier, we had a hangar. On my fourth pass, I see a young male hanging in the cell. Not hanging around, hanging. I called on the radio for the control officer to open the door and turn on the cell lights. When they did, he was gone. I then realized what cell I was at. When I returned by the control center, they asked if everything was okay. Apparently, I looked a little pale from the experience because my (laughs) lieutenant asked me if I saw, quote, him. I said, yeah. He said the rest of the staff working in the unit have also. Wow. A flood. A few days after we had an inmate pass away, we had a flood on our medical unit and couldn't figure out where it was coming from. Finally, we found the sink in a back room of the dentist's office was flooding. The plug had been put in tight and the water turned on full blast. When the camera footage was viewed, it showed that not a single person had gone in that office all that day. Oh, my! How now that's weird. Now, yeah. I, under, I understand seeing shadows and all that, but for something to physically yep. put something yep. somewhere yep. and not, wow. Laughing at me. One night around 1.45 a.m. back when I first started on the night shift, I saw an inmate in the top tier day room with just a white t-shirt on staring at me through the day room window. I jumped up from my chair and checked the day room and nobody was in there. I checked the doors and they were locked. I went back to the desk and started writing in my logbook. When I looked up, the same inmate was in the bottom day room laughing at me. I went to the other wing and I didn't go back to that wing alone. Wow. Leaving a mark. There was a female inmate in the segregation unit. One day when I took over shift, she told me that she that there was a man standing by her bed the night before that he was very tall, heavy set, and looked Native American. I told her there was no way because no men could be in the pod without another female present. She said she thought it was a dead person. I offered her a Bible and she refused to take it. The next day I came in and she called me to her cell and told me she had been hurt by the ghost. She said she was awoken by this figure and she got scared and covered herself with blankets. Then the ghost grabbed her leg and squeezed really hard. She then showed me the handprint on her leg, and I believed her. Oh, my God! This female inmate was so tiny, and the handprint was like three times bigger than her little hand. She then asked for the Bible and requested to be moved from her cell. Hmm. Working first watch can always be interesting, especially in an old pen like the California training facility in Soledad. One night, working alone in F-Wing... I finished my walk for count and returned to the office. As I waited for the count to be called, I began to hear keys jingling on the tier. I exited the office to investigate. I started to climb the steps when the keys stopped. 
I flashed my light around the second and third tier, and seeing nothing, I returned to the office. Again, I heard keys jingling, and I went to inspect. The sound stopped again as I reached the second tier. I walked both the second and third tier, and I found nothing again. I said, I have completed my count so you can finish yours. I didn't hear anything else all night. Now that reminds me of things here when I've had stuff happen and I go and I check and there's nothing when I go to where the sound is from. I go back up, it starts again, I go back down and there's nothing again. Wow. Okay, this is titled Tiny Handprints. Once while working the main gate post at St. Mary's Correctional Center in West Virginia, a facility facil, facility that <laughs> used was to I need to hiccup a facility. <laughs> who was that? Who was that guy? Foster Brooks. Thank you. That used to be a home for mentally ill children. I saw tiny handprints about the size of a toddler appear halfway up the glass, about face level of a six foot person. Wow. The handprints were in a perfectly straight line across the windows. It was midweek, no visitors, and in the middle of the night. Wow. And one more. It's called Knock Knock. While working a tower at the Garza East Unit in Beeville, Texas, I was sitting on a small chair, leaning against a bigger chair that looks like an old wooden electric chair. Okay, well, that's not creepy at all. While sitting there, I had my leg extended and on top of the trap metal door where you enter and exit. After about 30 minutes of peace and quiet, I heard what sounded like someone enter the room through the the door down at the bottom of the tower. And then a minute later, I I heard something hit or push against the trap door so hard that the door lifted a few inches and kicked my leg off the top. Wow. I got up quickly thinking someone was trying to come through or was playing a joke. I turned the light on and opened the door expecting someone to be there. Right. Nothing or nobody was there. Just dust that had recently been kicked up was blowing into my face. Oh my gosh. As if whoever was there had just vanished. And that is certainly a night that I will never forget. Wow. I wouldn't forget because I would have to have thrown my underwear away after that one. <laughs> we we know of somebody that has worked at one of these kind of facilities. We need to know some per- more people like that and nurses, too, because I hear all the time about the things that happen at hospitals, certainly. Right. Um, and senior centers and that sort of thing. I, I want to get you know, talk I, to some people. With I'd these. be I'd be curious. And maybe we could do this as a remote. I don't know how well this would go over. Uh, we had a, a big county hospital here in town that has been raised and moved somewhere else. But on that location is a Lowe's Home Improvement yes. Store. Yep. And that's a big warehouse store that sometimes, yep. you know, overnight when they are stocking things and everything. I wonder if the employees there have experienced I'd stuff. like to know. We need to, we need to find out. I go in and interview some people. Yeah. They wouldn't even know about it. Maybe, <laughs> so if they're experiencing things, they might not even know why. Oh. Uh, Possibly. I, well, locals would know, but eh, it depends on how old they are right. to remember. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, if you're a prison guard, hit us up, eh? That's right. <laughs> you can talk to us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. At Snack a Little. And call our dedicated listener line. We love to hear from you. We might play it on the show. The number is 909-572-0278. And by the way, while we were talking, I did look up the, the movie that I was talking about. The documentary is called Three Identical Strangers. Three Identical Strangers. You need to find that. It might be on Hulu. No, it is on Hulu. You need to find it. Look it up. It is a very interesting movie, especially when it comes to the subject of personalities. Okay. And Because they were uh, three separate. It, it's unbelievable. And take a look at the pictures from this show. 
so you can be, um, you know, I don't know, influenced or which, yes, yes, <laughs> at least inspired to maybe try something like this with um, just plain old pumpkin pie. I like pie. And come on back, of course. <laughs>